Listen Up Talk Radio. Hey, do you live in the province of Ontario? A lot of us do. There's a lot of us here. And uh, we kind of like the province of Ontario. Generally, it's a good place to live. It's a fair and balanced place. A lot of us have good jobs. Some of us are looking for work, but still not a bad place to be. And we, we seem to consider Ontario to be a fair and balanced place when it comes to laws. But did you know that I was told recently that the provincial government is thinking about doing away with something that I would say, honestly, a lot of us don't like to do, and that is go to traffic court. Yeah, we've all been caught speeding or making an illegal left-hand turn, running a red light. But you know what? Even though sometimes we screw up and we do those things that aren't great, up until now, have had, we've had a fundamental right to go and say, here's my explanation, here are my witnesses, here's my evidence about what happened on that day back so long ago. And the police have a right to send the person that gave you the ticket and you two work it out or duke it out, as we like to say, in court. But I've been alerted that this might change. Joining me today is Jason Pierce. Jason is doing this... Spreading the word, he's part of an Ontario Paralegal Association working committee that is trying to spread the word about the potential changes. Jason, welcome to the show. Yes, and thank you, Todd, for having me today. So, um, I did my brief overview. I think, in my limited experience in traffic court, that it works pretty well. Um, I like the ability to go and... Uh, maybe see the police officer. Although, you know, to be honest, a lot of us hope that the police officer doesn't show up because generally (laughs) a lot of the time the charges are thrown out. But, hey, that's the way the system works. And I know there are a lot of things that the system does well and there are some things that want to change. In a nutshell, why does the Ontario government want to change this process? Well, uh, one main reason I can focus on, uh, and it's a good reason, is because our province, to my understanding, has a deficit uh, larger than the, the national deficit. In fact, apparently larger than all the provinces put together. So if your credit card was overdue and you've got a, uh, if you imagine you have a credit card, you're over $20,000 in debt or whatever the case may be, you got to do something about it. So the province has decided to do something about it, which is fantastic. We're all about saving uh, money. And uh, what uh, what the issue is, is that They've gone along and they've tried to grab anywhere they can to save a buck. Hey, listen, I'm all about saving a buck in this province, and I love it, but not when it comes down to t- stripping us of our rights. I mean, we have fundamental rights to, uh, to, to go against. We have a right to, to freedom of speech. We have a right to, to many different rights, or freedom of movement. But we also have the right to disagree with an allegation, and that is something that's ingrained in our Constitution, and we're about to lose it. So we've talked, we've t- touched on a couple of reasons why. Why number one is there's there's a deficit. They they need to generate some capital and soon because of certain things that have gone down like um, e health, Hydro One. I mean, there's a lot of things that are that are causing a drain on the taxpayers' purse right now. So I can understand that not only do they want to up their coffers, but they want to reduce um, some of the um, challenges that cause us. Like for example, when you go to traffic court. There's a lot of delays. There's a lot of people there. There's a lot of waiting around. So I can understand. Now, if that was the focus, we're trying to reduce the wait time. So we're going to offer an online system to cut down on the wait times. Would you be in agreement that that's a good change? Well, they already have that in place. That's oh. the interesting part. They have what they call first attendance. 
if you, as well as they also have another program if you live 75 kilometers outside the jurisdiction. In most municipalities, you can actually phone in and deal with uh, someone on the telephone. You can hire someone. You can send a friend. You can send your girlfriend, your, your boyfriend, whatever. You can send someone in uh, to take care of it. Uh, there's an awful lot of advantage to attending court to actually making the effort to show up. There's all kinds of effort, there's all kinds of pluses to it that outweigh the inconvenience in going. Uh, one is, of course, the, uh, the the prosecutor has a burden upon them to prove the case beyond a reasonable doubt, and that threshold is very high. If you've if you've done your homework and now you can go online and learn how to fight a traffic ticket on your own, you don't even have to hire anybody. You can go there and, and figure out how to fight it on your own and maybe win, or at least force the officer even to show up. So this is going to increase the number of convictions, correct? Uh, oh, the conviction rate's going to go through the roof. I've got to tell you, Todd, the conviction rate is going to go from whatever it is now at 20%. It's going to go as high as, I'm, I would say, 99%. I mean, you ever heard the expression, the house always wins? Mm. Well, guess what? The house is always going to win. It's like the opposite of we win or it's free. It's the it's you lose or it's free. So they're <laughs> sort of where it's going. Yeah, and because it, it's a, it, what it is. It's a real sneaky, uh, dirty way the way the province is putting it through. And hey, you know, I don't ever uh, talk that way, but this time I think I've got a good beef. I think a lot of people in this province have got a good beef, and to do it the way they're doing it is worse than the act of what's going to happen. It's the way they're doing it to undemocratic fashion. They put together a, a quick uh, consultation period. They're not putting it out to uh, uh, to the general public. And if you know anything about the way law works, is that the uh, the way the law is changing is through a uh, what they call a uh, they call through a regulation. So a minister can amend a regulation any time they want. Okay, if it's to pass legislation, it takes 18 holes worth of golf to finish. But to pass a, uh, or to amend a regulation is a stroke of the pen. So in a majority liberal government, all it takes is uh, is one stroke of the pen, and that's it. It's law, and there's nothing anybody can do about it because it's a majority liberal government. So as you said, there's already an online system, so they're not trying to remove the barriers to speed up the process for the person that's been charged, rightly or wrongly. Mm -hmm. They're really trying to just increase the conviction rate. Now, this brings up some interesting downsides. Um, as you said, being in court, you get to face your accuser. You get to say your piece about what happened, who was there, what were the circumstances. Uh, you could plead guilty with an explanation. You can plead not guilty. There's so many options. But, I mean, when I think back to my time in court a few times, I produced evidence, photographic evidence, drawings. Uh, where does that go? I mean, witnesses, what are you expected to do if this it's, is an online system? Gone. I mean, just picture yourself. It's a nice sunny day. You're driving along and you go through a red light. I'm just saying, you oh. go through a red light. And uh, and the officer decides to say that, uh, that hey, you know what, uh, you know, maybe you, uh, maybe what happened is in your mind, it was actually a yellow light and the officer saying it was a red light, okay? But in, in your state of mind, it was a yellow light. So you want to protest that, hey, you know what, Todd, it's a yellow light. It's not a red light. The officer says it's red. I'm saying it's yellow. You have no recourse. That's it. You're guilty right on the spot. And you know what the trick is about all this? One thing that people don't realize, guess what, Todd? Uh, a policeman doesn't have to give the ticket. It can be an admissible employee. Wow, that's frightening. Yeah. So in other words, it doesn't have to be a policeman. It can be a bylaw officer from the city of Toronto can give you the ticket. Surprise. So, and guess what the city of Toronto did 
uh, about the last few months. Guess what they did? They hired 150 bylaw officers lately, I understand. So they're anticipating okay. this change. Yeah, so what you, yeah, they're, they're racking it up. And, you know, there's an interesting suggestion, too, that, you know, if you look at the, um, if you look at Niagara Falls or, or in the Waterloo area, take note that ticket writing is down by 20%, okay? City of Toronto's down by 30%, okay? So why on earth, as an interesting conspiracy theory, why on earth do you think would the uh, municipalities, or why would the police management, why, why on earth would the police management um, go ahead and allow their, their constabularies to not write tickets. Like, when did that ever happen, I ask? Mm. Why on earth would the uh, CEOs of these municipalities ever allow for, your, for, for the revenues to go down? It doesn't make any sense, but I can let you know why. My theory is that the, the fact is that they've gone ahead now, and now they want this online system in. Now, what ammunition would they have? Hey, listen, we're not getting enough money in here. Uh, you know, we're, our revenues are down. We need an online system. We can't afford to have the courts open anymore. We don't have the money to pay for it. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, and think about that, callers or, or people that are listening to us today. You know, it's quite an interesting uh, theory, I would say. Well, I think and, so, because... What you're saying is instead of allowing it to go through the courts and then and go through the normal due process where they have that 20% conviction rate, they're just throwing the, the hands up in the air and saying, we're not getting any money coming in, which is, you know, kind of fudging the numbers a bit. But I can sort of see where the where that has a more immediate impact on the dollars and cents. 100%. Yeah. It's a, what, what the formula is, if you can imagine it, and just to put it in, in, in very, very plain uh, terms, is that uh, no court equals no rights equals higher insurance costs and more suspensions. In other words, more driver suspensions. And one thing that we haven't talked about here that's the pink elephant in the room, can I tell you what it is here, Todd, today? Sure. Is guess what's going to happen? The person that's the fall guy in all this is the general consumer. The general consumer, because of higher costs, for operating costs for truck drivers, taxi drivers, whatever the case may be, guess what? The average candy bar at the store is going to maybe another five cents or the other car that you're going to buy is going to be cost more because all these extra costs are going to be passed on to the consumer. Yeah. So, you know, and again, too, you know, an interesting, it was on the, the news the other day, but the uh, if you check it out online, that you'll find that in the state of California, over 4.4 million people are driving under suspension, if you can imagine that. 4.4 million. You know what that's from? That's from having fines not paid. Hello, Ontario, get ready. You know, that's we're next. We're next for the bath. You know, it's another interesting food for thought. Uh, people are listening and thought is, can you imagine, what if I told you that if you committed a criminal offense tomorrow morning and you were automatically guilty? Now you would say, how the heck does that ever happen? Well, guess what? Get on the phone and call the, the province of British Columbia. Because guess what, folks? If you get caught with impaired driving, they have an... They have a what they call an AMP system. Uh, uh, they have a, a monetary penalty system out there for driving uh, while impaired. Right. Can you imagine that? Incredible. Yeah, they do. Check it out. They that the impaired driving has a, a system like that. They have that's what they have out there. You know, Vancouver has a system, and the only reason why we haven't heard any barking, biting, is because they don't have as many people as they do here in Ontario. And we have. Let's face it, we have a very different culture. 
province. We have, I think, we are probably more uh, multicultural, more cosmopolitan. I think yep. uh, than Vancouver. I think we would be on board with that. So, so those are some of the the main uh, the main issues that that we have. So, uh, you know, and, and let's talk now about if I could bring one point up with it is why are the liberal why is liberal government introducing it now? Why aren't they introducing it during um, election time? Mm. May I may I elaborate? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, the, the elaboration is based upon the fact that it's a hold your nose campaign. In I, other words, the theory of in in, in uh, politics is that you get punched in the nose on Friday, by Monday you're feeling fine. So in other words, the first year of a, of being in power, which is a majority liberal party power. Guess what's going on? They just punched us in the nose, and they're hoping that Monday is going to be uh, six months or four months before the election, and we all forget about it. We go to sleep again. That's what they're hoping for. That's what they're banking on. But you know what? People like me live in this province. There's people that are going to say, you know, you've gone too far. You know, we want our day in court. We want to have that God-given right. We don't want to be found guilty right away. We don't live in a oppressive communistic society. We don't live in a world like that. You know, I've got to tell you, Todd, you know, I, the only thing I can remember is that the province of Ontario is going to be like that <clears throat> that movie I saw once called The Network, and it was the Howard Beale show. I don't know if you ever recall it. And he got on he got on this microphone and he said, you know, everybody, everybody should go to their window right now. And with the school of thought of what's going on with Hydro One and everything else they're doing with the teachers, the sex education, everybody should go to their windows, open it up and say, you know what? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. And you know what? We should do that. That is enough a classic is classic line. So as the working group, um, I guess I'm understanding that, do you have any uh, input into the process, or are you merely trying to raise awareness of it? Are, are they coming back to the government saying, okay, as a working committee, um, what do you think about this? Is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Do you have any alternate suggestions, or are you just merely uh, trying to get the word out? Well, you know, what we're trying to do here, Todd, is... But we, 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 I sat in with the Ontario Trucking Association. They had a forum uh, a couple weeks ago. They were great enough to invite me along. And when I was there, um, I suggested, because they're going to the Attorney General, and they're going to be submitting a submission report to the Attorney General about this very subject. And one thing I asked them to do, hey, would you mind telling them, why don't we do an alternative? So, hey, let's save some money or make some money and not have to change the system. Right? Yeah. A resolve. And the resolve is why don't you kick up the fines by $50? I mean, 85 bucks right now for your average ticket. Like, why don't you kick it up 50 bucks? Yeah. Why don't you do it? It gives the prosecutors more power. So, what we're doing as a group to answer your question is uh, we can go to the Attorney General's website, and there, if you go there and type in AMP, or you can go ahead and find out about this online court system, you can. Uh, navigating there fairly easy. There is a, uh, once you navigate down, an area to go to to answer a questionnaire. Now beware, okay? Beware because guess what? The questionnaire is actually lopsided. It's tilted like a, like a bad tilt machine or a pinball machine. You got to go in there and you got to be careful because it asks a question, oh, do you like going to court? Well, of course you're not going to say yes. <laughs> You know, and there's other, it's an array of it. So yeah. be careful. I refer to it as a honeypot uh, for them, yeah. you know, and they're going to use that to say, hey, guess what, folks, uh, go and answer, go to this questionnaire, and they're going to come back later and say, you know, here's our consultation paper. 
and look at all these wonderful people that answer our, our questionnaire. You know, so they're really lining it up. We've got 87% of the people in favor of this online court system, even though the questions weren't maybe entirely fair. Exactly is what is going to be staged. But the reality is, if they knew the, if they knew what's, what's forthcoming, they wouldn't say that. And you know that the, the sad day will come, they'll get into a car accident, or they'll get pulled over for speeding, or something will happen, or they'll lose their job, because a lot of people need their license to work to drive. Yeah. Or they'll get more than so many convictions. They won't be insurable or employable. And that'll be it. And I guess that's part of the process, too. Whereas, you know, if you get a ticket, um, you have your day in court. It could be 30, 60, 90 days, whatever, till you actually get your opportunity, as I like to call it, due process in court. Um, now, if it's a, if it's a pseudo-automatic conviction and you get two of them in a week, I mean, within a couple of weeks, I would think you could potentially, your rates could skyrocket, your insurance could be canceled. I mean, there's so many things that could happen in a much shorter time frame. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up about the insurance because I do have some food for thought. You know, there's a suggestion that they're going to say, well, guess what? It's not going to go on your record if you get an AMP. Yeah. Right, that you that you get an online system ticket. Guess what? It's not going to go on your record. Well, guess what? I've been told the insurance companies are already rubbing their hands because they're going to have you sign a waiver saying if you receive an AMP, in other words, an online ticket, that it's still going to count anyway. So it may not end up on an abstract, right? Is one theory. But guess what? The insurance is going to still be able to benefit by jacking your rates. And again, guess what, folks? The house always wins. It's funny because, you know, there have been people that I know that have called the insurance company to say, you know what, someone scratched my car and I'm just curious what it would cost uh, for my deductible to get it fixed. You you don't even get them to do anything other than just tell you what the charge would be. And guess what? Next year, your insurance comes up and it's like, wait a second, I didn't put that scratch through. Oh, but your car got <laughs> scratched. So, um, yeah, well, it is, it is, a, it is a difficult uh, to Goliath, I must tell you. You know, and, and just a word on some stakeholders here. You know, oddly enough, my adversary, being the police, uh, are actually against this system. Hmm. Now, there was a caller on another radio show uh, that called in, and he identified himself as a policeman while he was actually doing radar. While he was giving out tickets, he called the radio show, and he commented that he is against it. He said he thinks it's horrible that people are going to lose their fundamental right to go to court. Right. He said he didn't like to go to court. But he's. But to be accurate, he is against the fact that we're going to lose our right. There, there's others too. I mean, you know, it's all interesting about this, Todd. You figure you can just ring up your local member of provincial parliament down the street. You know, I called mine the other day, and you know, Todd, what he said? Oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. The average Ontario politician does not know what they're talking about. Period. They don't. So what's happening with that is that some of them are being informed. Because it's a downtown uh, show with the Attorney General's office, and that's what they're doing. It is, it's like almost another segment. It's, I didn't even realize that one hand didn't know what the other one was doing. So they're even sneaking it by their own NPPs, and a good reason for it. Well, again, you I mean, know. just call up, you could call up Vic Dillon, who's a member of provincial parliament here in, in Brampton West, give him a call, you know? And Vic Dillon, who I've spoke to directly about this matter, who's a, a, a good man, and he didn't really know about it either. You know, a, a gentleman in our area here in Halton who's a progressive conservatory, he didn't know about it originally either. I even phoned uh, Kevin Flynn's office, and he's the Minister of Labor. I called his office, and uh, they were very receptive. Uh, Mr. Flynn's office was uh, very professional on the phone, may I add. 
and uh, and they did get back to me, but they and they gave me information that Connor already knew, uh, which isn't a negative. I mean, they they, they didn't give me um, a public opinion or a public record of, of what yeah. they're intending to do. Well, that's pretty strange because something that changes our rights so fundamentally and impacts so many people in the province because there are a lot of drivers. Um, you think would be in in Ontario Parliament being debated, being thrown around, being kicked around. But as you said, because it's a majority government, they can put an amendment through and Bob's your uncle. That's it, yeah. And, and you know, the other horrifying thing is some of the trucking companies, I understand, are leaving the province already. They're they're, just, they're, yeah, there's trucking companies that are that have been documented that are leaving the province already I can in only, anticipation of this. I can only imagine how many tickets they'll get. And I'm not saying trucker speed, but uh, there's a lot of deadlines that truckers have to um, are, are expected to uphold. And sometimes it, it may mean that they have to exceed the speed limit a bit. And if they're getting pinged all the time with these, it, it, it's going to be increasing their cost of business, I would think. Absolutely. I mean, you look at it this way. I mean... You know, you get these truck drivers that are out there, and they're feeding their family of four. Uh, they got a mortgage of $185,000, and they're nervous as hell going over the speed limit. They get a ticket, and they can't even bark about it. Yeah. They can't hire anybody. They can't do anything. And all they can do is get online and uh, and and speak about how guilty you are. Yeah. And all they're going to do is just lower their fi- lower a fine, but you're still guilty. It's still the insurance. It's still the points. Still a conviction. It still puts you, and you know, on another note, uh, Todd, you know, we live in Canada. We don't live in a small country. We don't live in a country where you can walk out your front door and get on a train and be in another country. It doesn't work that way here. You know as well as me in our province, especially, if you don't have a car, you don't eat, practically, unless you live and work downtown Toronto. I don't know about you. I live up in Georgetown, Ontario, and I got to tell you, if I need to get anywhere, good luck. If yep. you don't have a car. Exactly. Yeah. The transit is, again, we're working on it with Metrolinks, but there's so many problems. Last question before we wrap up. It, are there any benefits to this change at all? Is there anything? I mean, other than the obvious ones for uh, increased conviction rate, um, increased fines that are going to be generated. Is there anything that benefits me, Joe Average, who uh, gets an occasional speeding ticket? Uh, you know, I, I always uh, think of myself as a fair man, you know, Todd. Uh, so I'm going to try to be fair for the provincial government and myself, and I only have one answer. No, there is none. There's not one benefit I could think of, even as a balanced, fair individual. Uh, the only thing I could think of is, uh, gee, um, no, there's nothing. There's, so no, there's, nothing I could, there's nothing I can say about, about uh, going in to play a game where the rules are all one-sided, yeah. uh, when, the, when the chance to win or lose is uh, the rates, the, the factor has now gone up to some uh, 99% as opposed to 5 or 10 or 20. I don't see any benefit of it at all. So uh, zero. The the government could do other things um, through through better enforcement, speeding up the, the wait times in courts and achieve the same goal. It would be a lot more work, but uh, realistically it would be the fairer option and still achieve the same goal. Well, all they've got to do is try to raise the fines. Yeah. They don't have to go through all this nonsense. If they raise the fines, they're home free. That's all they've got to do. Punish, listen, you know, punish people fairly, and that's what our society is all about, you know. And just all they got to do is just raise the fines, 50 bucks across, across the board, whatever they want to do, increase the points, whatever. And they can do things a lot easier. At least give the people a God-given right to go and say, hey, I disagree. I've got a good beef. Yeah. 
So they're going to generate more money, and it's also going to act as, as a deterrent to others when they start seeing these fines racking up. Hey, did you know Joe lost his license because he got three speeding tickets and the rates went up and his fines went up? It may act as a deterrent versus this other system. Yeah, the Strancodian system, you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's, uh, it just seems to be so uh, pathetically ridiculous. I don't know. I, I know what I'm going to do if uh, this comes in as far as uh, uh, driving is concerned. You know, I, I figure what I should do is, is park my car and open an insurance company. <laughs> oh, okay. Duly noted. Um, where can people find out more information about the working group or find out more information about the law and, of course, voice their concern? Okay, what they can do ultimately, job one uh, is is go online and, and Google MPP Ontario. Simple. MPP Ontario... Go look at where there's uh, there's 59 liberal MPPs and call one of them that is close to your area. Give them a call and make an appointment to go see them and send them on their email address, not to Queen's Park, but to the constituency office by their email address is the best way to do. And hold them that you get a record that you did uh, speak to them about it. Get a record and call them. And if you see them in a Tim Hortons or someplace, walk right up and say hi to them. Okay, it's a good way to make an impression. Yeah, I think uh, this is too and important. And if they want to get a hold of the working committee, uh, my game, all they got to do is go to Facebook and type in A, T as in Tom, F as in Frank. That's, uh, that's A-T-F. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, is what you look better, and it's the, uh, it's the AMP Task Force is what it is. And I had that up in the city of Toronto and for the province of Ontario. Excellent. Well, we'll try and put up a blog post here at Listen Up Talk Radio to uh, to allow people to find you and also uh, uh, a link to the um, Ontario uh, government so you can find your MPP and voice your displeasure if you if you really dislike it. Maybe there's someone that likes us. I hope not. But True. Yeah, <laughs> well, hey, there's some people that don't uh, that understand the consequences. You know, uh, if a loved one gets it, hey, they're going to be up in arms. Yeah. Jason Pierce, thank you very much for joining us today. Todd, uh, Todd Miller was a, a great experience and I enjoyed helping out. And, uh, and cheers, it was an honor to be on your show today. Excellent. This is Listen Up Talk Radio. Mm-hmm.